Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. to be in the collections gallery at the Royal Academy. It is half past nine at night and I'm here for a very special reason because Mary Beard's new BBC Two series, The Shock of the Nude, has just been previewed. I was fortunate enough to be on stage with Mary, interviewing her, asking her about her new provocative series and boy is it provocative. There is nowhere she doesn't go in this series. I think this is going to be a seminal set of television programmes that will change the way I teach art history, that will change the way that people talk about the nude in art history. So buckle up, we're going to talk to the head of arts, we're going to talk to Mary herself, we're going to talk to people who are here tonight who have seen the programme, who have enjoyed it. Get ready. My dear, darling friend, Professor Alice Roberts. I've tracked you down. You've tracked me down. You hunted me down here in the Royal Academy for what is an exciting evening, is it not? I'm really excited. I mean, when you said you were here tonight, I was like, I've got to come. I've got to get a sneak preview. I think this series is going to be one of the most exciting things on television this year. I think it's going to start an amazing conversation and debate. What excites you most? I'm really interested in the way that we view the human body. I'm really interested in how that's changed through time. I'm interested in how it's changed over my own lifetime. You know, I'm a medic originally, so you know, I've seen lots of bodies, <laughs> living and dead. I think that you know, part of medical education is about kind of coming to terms with that, coming to terms with looking at nakedness, uh, approaching people in a way that it's not weird. You kind of have to get over it. Uh, when I was at medical school, we stripped down to our undies and examined each other. So we did, you know, chest examinations, abdominal examinations. And there was something about that. There was something about, right, you put yourself in that position of vulnerability. Mm. That's the position your patients are going to be in. You have to understand that there's that kind of power relationship. Mary was just starting to talk about you, chatting to Mary about that tonight. I think that's utterly fascinating. And I think we've kind of I don't know, I think as a society we've almost got to the point where we, we're not looking at that. I'm also really interested in the way that social media presents us with this very narrow view of what beauty is mm-hmm. or what a human, not even what beauty is, what a human body should look like. It's like we've re, we, we're kind of focusing in on an ideal. Mm-hmm. Well, as a biologist, a species is a sum of its parts. Yeah. Nobody's got a more perfect human body than anybody else. And I think what's so exciting about this is it's two films. 
film one is exactly what I wanted as an art historian, as a study of the, the male gaze, looking at the female nude, the male nude, you know, how we objectify, you know, sex, bring sex into everything. But it very quickly starts to turn into what becomes episode two, which is where is everybody else's body? And yeah. how can we look at everybody else's body? And when we do look, you know, are we shocked? Should we be shocked? Or, or should we actually see this as, as the beauty that's inherent in nature? And does art actually do that weird thing of taking what is natural and turning it into something that's fetishized? Well, I, I think that Mary's just the perfect person to do mm. this as well, because I remember having a, one of those kind of uh, penny-dropping moments watching Civilizations in mm. one of her programmes on Civilizations where she talked about the, the kind of ancient Greek form in sculpture and the fact that it's very idealised and then and then how does that make us feel about you know, ancient Greeks looking at those sculptures how were they looking at those you know it's almost like they're presented with the version of a body which we're now seeing across On Instagram media, exactly yeah. I should so it's look like new. that yeah. it's not new is it <laughs> Never. it's kind of we, we want to create these kind of weird ideals yeah. and then and then it's such a weird thing to do because then how does that make everybody feel and I I, I just think this this series is um, no, it's going to be it's going to be quite amazing. I are we allowed to say what happens? And I don't see why not. Should program? we get? Yeah, I think yeah. What, what what struck you in the second one that was really exciting for you? Well, I've just seen a clip of it, and Mary was brave enough to become a life model, and I just think that's amazing. And she she just talked about it, and I think that she said, you know, some people might say, oh, I'm just a ridiculous exhibitionist. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is she's putting herself yeah. in that position of vulnerability. And if you see you know, the whole of episode like? two, one of the things that's so exciting is she's sort of saying, imagine how scary it would be to be... Because there's that, that episode with the nymphs in the, uh, the, that's in the Waterhouse painting in Manchester that was taken down because Eyes they are... The ch- oh, they are children. Yeah. They are literally children. They're 13, 14-year-old girls yeah. in the water with their boobs out. And, and it was taken down as an art installation, as a sort of experiment of what would happen when you take a classic down. Mm-hmm. And there was outrage. But the reality was, Mary was saying, you know, I am looking at these people who were models who felt scared. If you're a 14-year-old girl and you're in a 60-year-old painter's studio and you're probably poor and you're being paid a pittance to take your clothes off and be modelled. How does that feel? And she said, you know, I cannot stay clothed while talking about these yeah, things. It's, yeah. it's not right. So I think that's going to be huge. Um, but, you know, the media will jump on it in the wrong way, I'm sure. Mary Beard took her clothes off and it's not, that's not the point, is it? Some of the media might, but I, what I really hope is that it opens up the conversation. Mm. And I'm really excited by the fact that, you know, life drawing is quite popular at the moment and people are you know, starting to explore human bodies in different ways than just trying to make them look like some kind of ideal of perfection, which is a weird thing anyway, you know, what, it, what is perfection? Yeah. So I think, that, I think that if it stimulates discussion and debate and if it encourages us to, to look at the naked body, I mean, mm. the human body is always amazing. It doesn't matter how young or how old it is. And it's always beautiful in its own way. And you and I have a very shared feeling about the relationship between, you know, the sciences and the arts. You yourself draw like a genius. Thank you are you. one of the best, so best kind. drawers I know. Oh. And there is, there is a, a false divide now, I think, that we make between the sciences and the humanities. And, and in this area of the nude, the body, surely that has got to be the bridge. Yeah, I think it is, and it has been, hasn't it, through, the, through the centuries. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that you, you can't understand anatomy really, I think, without drawing or without trying. Even if you think you can't draw, try to draw it because otherwise you don't understand the mechanics of it. Yeah. And equally, you can't be an artist depicting the human body unless you understand the anatomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, Leonardo da Vinci is the, is the prime example he's of that. He's our favourite to talk about, isn't he? I mean, he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do like him. He, he does that kind of crossover. His, his drawings of anatomy were better than in any anatomy textbook at the time. Yeah. So, you know, his, his science was absolutely superb. And there's a wonderful art. bit that you're going to love in the second episode, Alice, where they've got this wax, like she's called the Venus of Bologna, and she's a wax model, and when you look at her with her stomach on, she's got pearls on, yeah. she's reclining just like the Venus of Albino, just like a Titian, and then her chest, come, her entire torso lifts up, mm. and you can take out each organ, and it becomes incredibly grim, and that's 17th century, and you just sort of think, oh, Oh, but it's exactly that understanding of you know how does the body work, and also if you're going to be an artist, how do you truly depict the body? The that relationship is, is there. Is weird, it I is. I mean, that freaks me out. It's that combination of the fetishistic aspect of I it. Know. Which well, I know. She's wearing pearls. Well, well I think you know it came back with Gunter von Hagen's, of course, where he yeah. had um, in his um, exhibition in London, uh, he had a dissected pregnant woman yeah, yeah. in quite a. Uh, I, lascivious pose with a hand behind her head I found it really distasteful as an anatomist and they also look at the I mean Mary has touched every single freaking base with this series and she looks at um, criminals that have been uh, obviously their bodies have been taken for science and one of them has been hung on a cross and filled with wax so that his body has been preserved entirely in the shape of a crucifix but it is a real body just covered with wax I think that's down here in the basement somewhere. So we might have to go and find a, a body you know, crucifix. That's in the service of art. Yeah. But then we have the same thing happening in in science right now. So you have um, body works. You have you have body works, but you also have um, this kind of e-learning yeah. um, dissectable human, mm. and he is a man who was executed in the United States. None of it is new. And and the thing I love about this series is hitting everything right on. I mean, I, I said that in the talk tonight. I said, you've hit this on the head. You've just gone in for it. And they were like, no, 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 we've been very gentle. No, I think this series has absolutely just grabbed it and gone with it. And I can't wait. I'm going to use it in my classroom. I'm going to be teaching my students with this series. We're, we're at the point where this could be a seminal art history series for the future. I'm, I'm so excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know the conversations are going to be Extreme. extreme I know that it's going to infuriate some people yeah. I know it's going to inflame some people but I also know that if they can watch it without without turning off their reactions in that way that it will make people more thoughtful that it will make people think differently I think it will make me think differently I'm looking forward to that I like it I like being pushed out of my comfort zone exactly. we should do that's what the arts are for I'm now talking to John T. Claypole, who is Head of Arts at the BBC. Now, our Art Detective listeners, they love an arts documentary, because they watch mine, of course, but also because it is a wonderful way to get um, up close to images, to travel the world from your armchair, and to see beautiful art. As Head of Arts, what decisions do you make when you go into commissioning something, like, for example, tonight's The Shock of the News? I think you're... You're looking for, you're not looking for easy answers. You know, in art, you're looking for difficult questions, things which can be unsettling, 
things which can be problematic, things which get you get you thinking. So, you know, one of the great examples is the Elgin Marbles uh, and the British Museum because it's it's a moral maze. And I think when when you look at art through through those kind of moral and philosophical questions, then then I, I think it just connects and becomes fascinating. So. I think the beginning point of any commissioning process is how do we connect? How do we connect, connect more people with art? How do we engage more people with art, whatever type of art? But then also, how do we stimulate conversation, uh, uh, make people think, get people debating, so that we represent art not as some thing which is behind a frame or on a pedestal, but something which is vital and out there and uh, poses questions about how we live our lives and who we are. And what are the major problems you encounter when you're commissioning? I think major problems are trying to get beyond just covering a subject or an area or a genre. Uh, so trying to get beyond a sort of coffee table book, mm. you know, the guide to dot, 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 art movement, dot, dot, dot. But to get to... Uh, the questions that art asks us about life and, and, and how we live and how we see the world. So it's trying to, it's always trying to get beyond just a subject matter and, and a, a lot of documentary pictures uh, just present a let's do something on this subject matter but how do you get beyond that and get to storytelling and tell stories and yeah. ask questions and debate. And, and in terms of the shock of the new, nude, <laughs> you see, slip of the tongue there. I went straight into the, the traditional title of shock of the new, and Mary has very deliberately called this shock of the nude. What is so special about this series? Because I, for one, I'm completely inspired and excited by it. What's exciting for you? I, I think what's exciting uh, for me about the shock of the nude is that Mary Beard has taken a big area of Western art, two and a half thousand years, and just opened it up <laughs> like a Pandora's box yeah. and just let everything fly out. And so you never feel like you're just looking at paintings on a wall which are contained and gilded. You feel that throughout it, Mary is really asking us what it means to look at ourselves as human beings, what it is to be human, what it is to be gendered, to be a sexual being, to have an identity, and, and just bursting all of that open. And as Mary always says, I'm not here to give answers, I'm just here to throw up a whole bunch of questions and make us think more about the stuff we see. John T, fantastic. I am so excited about this coming out. I know the Art Detective listeners will be too. Thank you for talking to us star of the show, Dame slash Professor Mary Beard and absolute superstar of the night. What an evening it has been. It's been great fun and I think we kind of, uh, we, can we quit the Dame, you know? Mm. Sounds like a pantomime. <laughs> I think it's been great fun and it's been really nice to give the programme a kind of public outing mm. uh, and we'll wait to see what people make of it. So I'm, I'm always very cautious about this. You are cautious and of course the process of making a documentary is a strange one. You spend all day on the road, you're with cameramen, you're busy, you're working and then there's this hiatus where it goes into the edit and then suddenly the public see it yeah. and that is the moment no, where it no, gets scary no, no, that's you're absolutely right you know you know all about this you kind of you're, you're very 
very engaged with it, uh, mm. but you're talking to yourselves. Yes, exactly. And I, you know, I think it's very important to say that, that there's more than one person involved here. Mm. You know, I think, I think when documentaries come out, it is, <laughs> you know, the presenter is the person, well, who gets the praise or the blame. Yes. You know, and it's, it's either way. But actually, what you feel, if you're me, as a presenter, and I'm sure it's the mm. same for you, is that, you know, actually this was a communal experience, that every idea that comes out in this programme, some of it kind of started from me, mm -hmm. but it was always thrashed out and debated, etc., etc. But you're also right that there's this strange gap. It's a bit like yeah. publishing a book, yeah, you know? Yeah. You, know mm -hmm. you finish it, then there's a gap, and then people see it or read it or review it, and you're kind of a few months away from when you finished it. And there is that degree of exposure. And as you say, you know, you're the full guy, the person on the camera is the full guy, despite the fact it is an entirely collaborative experience. There is a particularly um, personal aspect to making this, Mary. And I think by the time this podcast goes out, people will have seen the series. So they will know what I'm talking about when I say that you became, you know, you got nude for this. You, how was that? Uh, it's hard. You know, I have different stories about <laughs> how it was. Obviously, I have different stories. Uh, um, the bottom line is, I thought you can't make a, a, a you can't do a story of the nude in which you talk about women taking their clothes off, power relations, position of the model. Mm. and actually be kind of elderly academic lady kind of trotting around this you know you know in her leggings and her mac fully clothed you know fully clothed <laughs> looking at you and surveying the scene you've exactly. got to get your hands into this you've got mm. to go you know you know i'm not saying you've got to get your hands dirty you've got to take your trousers off you know <laughs> actually you know no uh, i think you know, obviously there's a question about how far me, with a very, very uh, modest camera crew, mm -hmm. taking pictures of me posing, where you, you know, it's a bit of a tease, really, ha-ha. Mm -hmm. um, that isn't the experience of the average model. Yeah. You know, the, the average model is... is that doesn't have the power I have. You know, I could have, I could have said at any moment in this process, thank you very much, everybody. It's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's think again. But on the other hand, it's getting closer to that process than I would have if I'd not done it. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I, uh, Sister Wendy was a very great... Good old uh, Sister she Wendy. Was she is still she my was, heroine. She was <laughs> tremendous. But I, you know, I don't want everybody saying, you know, there's old Mary Beard, Sister Wendy, you know, never oh. takes her habit off. You know, <laughs> and... So, I like to think that, you know, you shouldn't be compared to an enclosed nun, Mary. <laughs> We've come but, a little way. But it's, you know, and so, you know, I'm pleased to have done it. I'm, I, you know, I can look the, the models that we talk to mm. in a, a bit in the eye. That's, that's and, interesting. Because there is a really interesting scene. I think I talked about this you know, in advance of coming to, to, to interview you today. There's a scene with a hen party looking at a naked man. He seems 
perfectly happy. Everyone seems perfectly happy. But there is a a little bit of my brain when I was watching it thinking, oh, have we just turned the tables? And is it is that okay? Well, I think my view is that you know, if you've gone through hundreds of years of our education yeah. in which you know, women have not been allowed to draw men naked. Mm-hmm. Didn't they say tonight at the Royal Academy it was, it was what was it, 1893 or something? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculously recent. Um, and you know, if that's the case, and you know, it's worse than that, it's, women were not allowed to draw naked men, and then when they did try to draw, they were told that they were crap at doing naked men. Well, mm-hmm. of course they were crap at doing naked men because they would have never been allowed to see one. Right, okay, mm-hmm. that's the background. So you think, um, you know, I know this is, you know, in some ways playing into, uh, you know, let's just kind of, let's just spin the gender problem here. But actually, I think if women get a chance to draw men, mm. you know, for the time being, yeah. I'm going to say, Fine. Absolutely. And it really came across like that. It really came across as let's just redress the balance for once, yeah? Um, I mean, I think it's extraordinary. Mary, you have had a long day. We have talked at length. We have more to talk about, but I'm going to let you have a break. Um, Lasting feeling as this series is about to launch. How are you feeling right now? Uh, Well, of course, I'm feeling nervous because, Mm. you know, people say to you, but then they would... Oh, it's going to be great. This is what we've seen the previews. It's great. And, you know, that's very nice. But the ones that don't think it's great don't, <laughs> don't tell you, do they? So, I, I mean, I think always, and you know this, Nina, you know, you wonder, you wonder what people who review it think, but you wonder what people who watch it think. I watched and, it, and I think it is amazing. And I, I am not lying to you or giving you flattery. Um, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I think you need to enjoy the praise you're going to get. Uh, I shall enjoy the praise and I shall be very inured to the... Uh, there will be a load of, I think, probably men, but mm. I can't say that for definite on Twitter, mm-hmm. who say, you know, you're trying to remove our pleasure in the naked human form. You know, I'm going to be brave. Uh, you know, and if, you know, when people in some newspapers say, why the hell did she have to take her clothes off? You know, it was fine <laughs> until we had to see 65-year-old Professor Day Mary Beard taking her clothes off. Uh, I know why I thought we had to do that. Yeah, and so do I. When I was watching it as a narrative unfolding, it was the next step of the narrative, and it came at exactly the the right moment. You know, you and Debbie and the team wove this narrative together like a tapestry. And my last word is going to be, let's remember that TV programmes are always collaborative intellectual operations. And, you know... The poor old presenter, or, or the lucky presenter, either gets praised or blamed, but this programme was the fruit of discussions with the director, with the cameraman, with the soundman, with the executive producers, with the BBC. You know, if you want to know what kind of sort of collaboration, I mean, it's direct collaboration. And we, at one point, we were talking about Dory's Adam and Eve and their Which figlet. was amazing, with the chicks. Yeah. You know, and I said they were fig leaves. And the sound man, a friend of mine, came up and said, they're not fig leaves, Mary. And I thought, ah! You know, and I think, uh, and, you know, they do the same job as fig leaves, but they're not fig leaves, they're vine leaves, etc., uh, etc. Et but 
it has actually come from. it comes the getting things right and the from getting things right to the whole kind of sense of what the program is comes yeah. from everybody doesn't just come from the presenter oh my god the number of times it's the sound man listening out and going hang on a minute i've got a brilliant new idea <laughs> you know? and they they, nobody acknowledges that. No, no, you know? no. The same sound man, you know, I'd said, oh, look at these wonderful bronze pipes in Pompeii. And he said, after Mary, they're lead. <laughs> and I thought, oh, God, they are. They you know? are. Yeah. Well, listen, I think you deserve uh, a super heap of praise from me and from everyone it's going to come from. I am so excited for you. I'm going to be here for you, <laughs> as I have Again, said. And there may be a, a Twitter storm in which yeah. I will need few people to say, excuse me, can you just back off? Back off. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. 
And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.